fuck, we're back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Episode two of season two. Which is weird. It's still, can't, still can't believe it's been a year. No. So. But here we are. I'm looking outside and I can see tulips from your window. You can. You lucky bastard. The ones that haven't died or the, the rabbits haven't yeah. eaten. The rabbit fucking ate the one on the end. It's not going <laughs> to grow anything this year. Bastard. Oh, well. <laughs> you have a fuck of the week? Uh, I have a couple. And they're all kind of intertwined together. Um, and you finally got to see one of them tonight. So Kennedy, so I had, a, I had a work phone call this afternoon, two of them, and I used the same phrase on both of them, and they're like, oh, how's your daughter? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, she's great, it's fantastic, she's 14 months old, and she has decided now that she has opinions, and they're all the wrong opinions. <laughs> well, there's no wrong opinion. <laughs> she, but. so it was a couple nights ago, we were down here in the basement playing, all of us, and She's she's very like she's just physical like she's a normal baby toddler or whatever she is at this point, and she decided to not like grab my face. She open hand slapped my face. Yeah, and Steve is sitting there on the couch, <laughs> losing his mind because <laughs> it was like it was audible. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, she just lets you have it for whatever reason, and then. Lately with me, especially with breakfast, she's been sitting there and she's teething again. And so I think it's probably a bit of teething and a bit of she's realizing she has choices in life. And so she's exercising said choices. Again, wrong opinions, wrong choices, whatever. Um, So she's been taking her food and she'll eat like one or two bites and then she'll just. People can't hear what you're doing. Oh, that's right. Uh, I've seen the video. She's she's grabbing she's grabbing the food and like really close to her body, just like pulling it pulling it close to her and dropping it into her into her lap, like very very slyly. And today <laughs> today we were sitting there sitting there having dinner, and I see her doing it, and Steve says no, Kennedy no, and she looks right at him, much like she did in that one of those early car rides when she screamed right into his face. Um, she just does a little hand motion and drops it into her lap, just looking straight at Steve. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're going to stop me? <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do, idiot? Um, so like those aren't bad. It's just really funny, and it just fits with our life. And she's just saying, fuck it, I'm living. I'm doing me. So <laughs> She does. She does. Every day. Yes. You can go ahead and have one more to add. That, okay. just, that just came to me. My fuck of the week was yesterday. Um, it was, I don't know, Kennedy's been sick. I think it's mostly teething, so it's like the drooling and the non-appetite and the fever and the congestion, which usually is all symptomatic of teething. Um, I was sick yesterday. Oh, God. Um, I was nauseous since the middle of the night on Monday. Monday. Um, to the point that I was, like, getting up and throwing up and, like, nothing was helping. Um... Ate some crackers, couldn't keep those down, uh, so I'm finally, finally starting to feel a little better today, but good lord, I don't know what that was, or what, what we was ate. Either, or... I was fine. Gr- Ugh. Yeah. But you'd had a, you've had a couple of things here the last couple of months where you were just random throwing up. Yep. So I don't know what's going on with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. The other fuck of the week is, I, I will mention, um, we, had, we had a guest on our show late last year, it was around Thanksgiving time. Um, I'll we'll put the link in the show notes. Um, Deidre, who's a who's a friend of ours, an old teacher of mine, 
Um, she actually had been in the hospital. I want to say it would have been last week or maybe even the week before. The timeline I'm a little unsure of. Um, but I'm asking all of our wonderful listeners to um, send a note or um, just a, a prayer to yourself. And uh, she's home now. Um, she's in quarantine. She was diagnosed uh, with uh, COVID-19, so she's fighting back hard. Um, but that was kind of a shock to see that. But that was our first person that we knew who... who uh, mm-hmm. Has actually been dealing with it, but she's she's a fighter and she's spending the time quilting and doing the stuff that she loves to do anyway. So good, yeah, good for her. Yeah. All right, I think that was the fucks of the week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about exploring. Dun dun dun. And what does that mean? <laughs> when we come back. Hey everybody, Steve here. Um, we are so excited to launch uh, Brooke and Co. I know we've talked about that in the past, but um, you know these are t-shirts that we are really, really passionate about. Um, they, they are super comfortable. They wash well. They wear well. They can take you from running around town with the kids to dinner with your friends when we can go back and do that again. Um, and so uh, just to make sure you guys are able to try them, I wanted to give you guys a discount code. So head to Brooke and co.com and enter the code mantra and you'll get 10% off your order. Um, like I said, it is mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, and you'll get 10% off of your entire order. And you know what? If you try them, please reach out. Let us know what you think, how comfortable you are, what you love about it, and uh, enjoy. Thanks, guys. All right, so this past um this year rather is the 50 year anniversary of the apollo 13 mission um i would hope that everyone has seen apollo 13 the movie at I least to give so. some Jeez. some context do we, do we need to talk people through what, what apollo 13 was like maybe quickly <laughs> Shit. maybe do a 30 second rundown so apollo 11 was last year's anniversary which is why you saw all the space stuff and targets and walmarts and the malls and everything it was a 50 anniversary of us actually landing and walking on the moon and then there was an Apollo 12 after that, and then Apollo 13. And by that point, you know, at the time, it was it was a very, quote, routine thing, um, as if going into outer space and landing on another planet or moon is routine, but whatever. So people weren't re- really paying attention um, to this mission. There was, there was no coverage. TV said they no, were going to cover it, and no. they didn't. Um, because it was just that we'd done it already. Why do we yeah. keep... Boring. Yeah, it was boring to people. So um, there's actually a podcast that just came out from the BBC World Service, um, which is about Apollo 13, and I've been listening to it. It's incredible. Um, I love space, um, and I love science. I don't understand most of it, but this is it's been super interesting. Um, Long story short, there was an explosion on Apollo 13, and um, everything that went wrong, that could go wrong, went wrong. (laughs) Yep. Um, the explosion crippled the power, so they had to shut things down. Um, they had to shut the command module down, which had never been was never designed or planned or tested to be shut down in space. They didn't know if they could even turn it back on. Um, and then they had to figure out how to turn the power back on and do it at the right time and in the right sequence, so they don't run out of power. Because in, this was in t- or yesterday's episode, if they had run out of power. And even if everything else was right, the parachutes would not have opened. 
they needed enough juice in the batteries to open the parachutes when they got back into Earth's atmosphere. Like, that's how important it was. It wasn't like, oh, we won't have heat for the rest of the trip. It's, we will die. Yeah. <laughs> so, super interesting. Um, and so I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about... Steve loves space and science. But, but I was thinking about, like... Becoming going into space is a big deal just for a person. I'm like, it's crazy, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> um, and like, what did we want to do when we were up? That was crazy that we didn't do. And like, how will we handle Kennedy if she wants to go to Mars? And like, see, um, I don't think it's that nuts. It's not nuts, but it's nuts. I don't think so. <laughs> I and maybe it's just because I love it so much. Uh, I uh, I bore Richard with a lot of space shows. Um, I love space shows, especially when we're talking, um, planets. No, 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 much, much oh, further out shit that I really can't understand. Uh, I, we won't go there, Yeah, but it's, it's a lot of, um, theory and, yeah. uh, numbers and black holes and things that make zero sense to Richard. So, yep. Yep. uh, God bless him for, for <laughs> <laughs> sticking with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've always loved, I've always loved space. Um, I remember being a, a kid and wanting to be an astronaut. So I wanted to be an astronaut too. Why didn't you? Why didn't I yeah. do it? Um, I ultimately decided not to, I was, I am and was good at math, but I was not good at like chemistry and, okay. um, some of those, um, like trigonometry. Oh, you fuck no. Uh, <laughs> Like some of those much uh, higher level math. Maths, yeah. Um, I mean, algebra, geometry, non- no problem. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that the, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just I wasn't good at it, and there was just no way I was going to excel at it. Okay. Um, however, I'm in marketing, and if NASA's listening and they're looking for you know a marketer, just saying. You got two marketers here, and I'm happy to do. <laughs> I'm happy to do whatever. I mean, I like I said, I love space. Yeah. So it it didn't obviously didn't work out. Um, but I find I still find myself dreaming about it a lot, like yeah. not not at night, but like <laughs> not, but like wandering off and thinking about it, and obviously continuing to watch all those space shows. You kind of I yeah. get lost in there. Um, we have an app on our on our phone that yeah. we like trace constellations and and we did the other night because there was a really and, bright something in the sky. I was like, what is that? So I redownloaded it. Yeah, and you talked me through it, and it was Venus. It was Venus. I saw Venus. Um, so. Yeah, I want to buy a bigger telescope. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's I love it. So, do you remember when we are the first rover landed on Mars? We were, yes, we were teenagers. Like, how yep. fucking cool was that? I've always had a love hate relationship with Mars, um, <laughs> just because. <laughs> Jesus, didn't realize it was personal. It, it is quite personal. Um, just because a like Hollywood has made it seem one way. And like with all the different movies of people landing yeah. there and living there, yeah. um, and I feel like there's so much there's there's better opportunity probably in places that we're not uh, we're trying to get there, like some moons that um, okay. orbit Jupiter. I was like, what are you talking? We, we can't get to other galaxies and still be alive. No, so. no, no. Like just other. Uh, there's a moon, moon Celadus, and uh, around Jupiter, it's it's there. They they know there's ice there, so it's a matter of okay. what is it comprised of and. Um, you know, when it comes to like finding other territories that we can, um, habitat, I feel like Mars is just a waste of time. It's close. 
it's close. I will give them that. Um, it has a, sem- a small atmosphere. We could probably do things there, but there's not a lot of... Yeah. Um, Sustaining life is going to be a significant right. challenge, yeah. Right. And so, yeah. and while it's closer to the sun and Saturn and Jupiter all are further from the sun, it's like there's, well, and that, that makes it harder to work with sunlight and the temperatures yeah. are colder out there. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. And I get why Mars is the priority that it is, but I'm like, okay... Move on. It's not happening. Move on. So, <laughs> um, yes, I remember. I remember the rover, and I. But ever since, I've just never been a fan of Mars, so I really didn't care. Yeah, cause you're more of a Voyager, one and two, and then that one that yes. ended last year. I'm never gonna get the name right, but we, we watched a documentary on the day, like that whole lead up. To I can't the, think of what it's called yeah. right now, but it was circling Saturn. Was, yeah, and they had to bring it down. It was yeah, the show down. is called Death Dive to Saturn. Yeah, I cannot think of what that. Was but that that was super interesting, just to because it really was just about the ending of that mission. Yep. Um, and everything went into it, and it's so to me like there wasn't. It was not a manned mission. Obviously, it was just it was just a satellite doing study from from the atmosphere yeah. and. The emotion that, that these people had when it ended, like it was, mm. it was, it was like a child or a parent had passed away. Like it was. Yeah, I would. I think there. You you call out a good point. I'm definitely not um, into space in a way that's like finding a way to habitat who we are on another. Yeah. I I'm more into like the discovering the shit that we don't know about. Oh yeah. Like that's where my love lives for for space and. Um, just through some of these shows, learning how our galaxies are going to collide here in the next two million years, and I hope I'm not. Here. I, I mean, the thing is, and what's mind blowing about that is that there's so much physical space between all the stars and these both galaxies that we probably won't even know that they've touched each other, and that we've combined. There's that much room. Oh my god! See, this is like uh, I can't. I can't <laughs> so. I'm gonna go do something else, everybody. While he I also talks about this. I also recall Pluto and the loss of Pluto as our ninth planet. Was that emotional for you? Yeah, I was a little pissed. <laughs> I think it was more like um, nostalgic, just because we grew up learning about nine planets. Yeah, Pluto, and it, yeah. it was like in the 70s that they named it a planet, yeah. so it had been around a while. Um, it's not now. And it's not now. It, it just because it's a matter of names, and I get why they recategorized it, but it's still pisses me off <laughs> poor little pluto so what do you think it's going to take for the world to be interested in space again at, at a level that apollo 11 and you know the john glenn's and the neil armstrong's brought to space i think honestly it's we need to what you, you, that question is what is it going to take i think we have to start in our schools and we have to start with astronomy um i don't we don't push it now. It's more of like an elective course if you want We'd to take even, it. I don't think it was even an elective for us. Uh, we had How an, cool would that have been? We yeah. had an elective. I That's took cool. it twice. Um, <clears throat> and <laughs> I mean, you know, we had, you and I had dreams of being astronauts. Being astronaut. And where did we learn about that? It's because we learned. We, we saw learned, it on TV or in the movies or something. But it was it in our textbooks. It was in the, yeah, for sure. It was in yeah. our science textbooks, yeah. right? And we, we talked about rocks. I know that does sound so boring in, in science class, but it's like they talk about the similarities between this rock and a rock yeah. you'd find on Pluto, right? Um, yeah. it, it, we have to start small 
And I think an easy way to do that is put it back into the school system, along with a lot of other things that need to be there. Um, And I think once, you know, once I, I feel like kids are almost like this massive force because if kids are into things, there are so many other things that are going to follow it. Movies. Yeah. Clothing. Toys. Right? And so all these things are going to be made for kids. Then the parents are going to start to get into it. Think about Frozen. How I love Frozen. And it's a kid's movie. It was made for kids. It was not geared toward me. I fucking love that movie. And it makes me want to... I'm invested in Frozen. Yeah. So if we do that with space, yeah. with kids... It's going to naturally start to go that way. Um, So, I mean, you're talking to marketers here, but it's like... That's why I was so... Well, I didn't like the cost of what those books were for what they are. Um, I was like, no, go buy those for baby books because because they're science. Um, One's about rocket science. One's about um, uh, physics. One's about... I don't remember the other two. But but they're very obviously baby they're baby books, but they can like she pays attention to those well, every they, time I read them. But it's it's like yeah, it's like uh, Newtonian physics or yeah. something like that, um, and it's it's very complex ideas broken down, Broke, very simplified um, for children to understand. Yes. This is what mass is. Yes. This is what gravity is. Um, yes, they were very expensive, but but. To your point, I feel like if that can excite her in a way, it doesn't. She doesn't, she doesn't become an astronaut. She can go work at NASA. She can become an astronomer. She can become mm-hmm. a science teacher. If that inspires something, mm-hmm. then you know I'm all for that because I don't want I don't want us to ever feel like we didn't provide inspiration. Do you her. feel like we're so passionate about it about space because the era that we lived through, there was like a resurgence of it. So if you think of um uh independence day <laughs> aliens were huge in the 90s right yeah, it was a big yeah. um i'm thinking a couple of, mars movies right armageddon deep there you impact. go that's what i was trying to think right yeah. all of these spacey, spacey movies. type of movies that like you know we don't really Maybe. have those like we had that recent one with the three african-american women uh, um, we just hidden figures. We hidden just figures. That's about space, but yeah. it's more about triumph of a minority. It's it, yeah, but it's also it's, it's triumph of minority. It's it's there was a huge. That was also the the period where we were still competing with the Russians, and we had to do, you know do this to beat them, and and these these three women made it happen. Um, but where that's what I was getting to with my earlier question, like what's going to get us excited about space again? And maybe there's nothing. Maybe it's not going to. I'm gonna gonna be I think, that way unless we decide to go to another planet and actually put a human on another planet. Well, and you also have to remember that technology has gotten so good that we don't to discover we don't have to send a human anymore. Right. And so when there's not a um, when there's that when there's not that much sacrifice on the line. Right. It's easier we just don't, to be like, eh, we should yeah, have don't care. Space. Yeah, exactly. Where if we're launching some, you know, somebody's asses out right. of this atmosphere and right. trying to go land them on another planet, I guarantee you the world's going to yeah. care. I remember I, uh, 2002, 2003, somewhere in the early 2000s when we lost Columbia on reentry. I, I mean, I've watched news coverage all that entire weekend mm-hmm. um, because I was interested in space and how this, how the fuck that could have happened. Like, we're mm-hmm. supposed to be the, you know, the, 
best and the brightest and yeah fact fucked up on a very simple thing and i would say the there's one group of people that could really influence our love of space and that is the media it's the media and it's the politicians making policy that that puts astronomy in classes and correct. funds those programs and correct but if they if we're doing things and the media is not covering right. it no one's ever going to know right. and get interested in it right so if you work in the media you have a job to do yeah if you're listening just saying <laughs> get busy yeah I, I think space is super interesting and science is super interesting and um like i said like i'm not good at it i'm interested in it and i and i appreciate it um it was just not a skill set that i had but i, I wish that i, I would have found a way, whether it was finding an astronomy, you know, taking an astronomy class or um, finding a way to work in the field just because it's very interesting. What do you think? So leave, leave children 13 and under maybe out of this question, okay. but what do you think drives the desire for discovery? Not necessarily space, Maybe it's medicine. Maybe it's, I don't know. I think, but I think that's it. You, it's discovery. So I've been thinking this entire conversation about um, a West Wing line. Sam Seaborn um, is arguing with, um, I feel like it's Leo's daughter, about why why are we investing in space? And he's like, because we 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 you know tamed the frontier. We figured out how to fly. Space is next. Like, that's what's next. Galileo um, 5. Right, that's what it was. It was Galileo 5. I think it was Galileo 5. Um, and so, whether it's medicine or science or math, like, we watched Goodwill Hunting a couple weeks ago. When we've seen it about a million times. But um, that's math that I'll never understand and know why they're doing it. But, like, <laughs> they do it to find new theories and rules and all that shit. Like, we do it to learn. Um, and... Hell, even in marketing, we we discover new ways of breaking down data and gaining insight into consumer behavior. It's not as sexy as space, but it's still discovery. Um, and I think there's interest in that and value in that. Um, I think for people who become doctors and researchers, there's there's that innate desire to to find something new, mm-hmm. right? I mean, whether it's COVID or AIDS or cancer or Alzheimer's. Yep. And I, it's funny. I I just looked up. It was Galileo 5, by the way. (laughs) Um, There's a line in that same episode that I think, and I'll get the gist of this right, but it's the, essentially Galileo 5, they didn't hear from him anymore, right? right? right. It went up, they hoped to hear back and they didn't. And the question was posed essentially do we they were going to do a live classroom right and if they should cancel it or not right and um they thought about not canceling it and cj says you know what i think you need to go on there and essentially again i'm not going to try to go for word for word but essentially she says we need to tell them that we have the best brains in science working on this and that you know and her point was that even if we fail we need to inspire these kids who are watching essentially too. And she, and she finishes that by saying, I love that you brought that up. She finishes it by saying most, it won't ma- matter to most of the kids who are watching this, but to the kid who doesn't raise his hand and go to the blackboard, you having this moment to say, we messed up and we're going to keep trying. It's going to mean everything to that kid who yep. wants to try, Yep. you know? And I think that's what, that's we need. why we do this. That's what we need 
in yes. media. Yes. That's what we need in the classroom. Um, that persistence. And, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I was that kid who, who I was that kid, especially when it came to science, who wouldn't raise his hand. Um, and it's because I never felt confident in it. Like I just wasn't good at it. Again, I, I enjoyed it and still do. Um, and maybe if I would have had a different teachers or just, I, I don't know, came from a different background, who the fuck knows why I didn't get science, but, um, so for someone who is interested in science, but maybe doesn't know very much and does maybe wants to get their feet wet a little bit, what do you, oh, <laughs> what show would you recommend for them to start watch watching? I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it was the cosmos right with you took mine you bastard that's the only one i know no I that's think. not the one we've been watching we've watched that like a year ago though or something right? correct yeah that's what i would say is start with cosmos because it's the neil tyson neil, neil tyson degrasse grassy yes. grace whatever yes I he's love, hilarious he's hilarious and to me he's funny but he makes this shit that is super super fucking complex approachable and understandable yep he has a line in one of the things that i think it was on a podcast i listened to one time with him and he said that when we went to the moon for the first, we went to space or went to the moon for the first time, and we and we turned around and we thought we were going to get, we were going to land on this new planet, but we turned around and we saw our own for the first time, yep. and it's like holy shit, like it's all about perspective. Yep. And I think that works in space. That works in life. Um, I think that show does get pretty complicated in terms of black matter, or excuse me, dark matter. Um, and the in, interworkings of, I'm not just, just oh going to go God. there. Oh, my God. Just not going to go there. <laughs> I, will, I will straight up nerd out. Shit. Um, and so as I'm thinking about it, I'm, I was actually thinking the show called The Universe on Netflix is probably a good one. It's actually a TV series from 2009. Um, and it starts out with our planets. So, well, for the most part. Um, it talks about all the planets in our solar system and what they're comprised of and what we know about them and how do we come to know that, which may set people up for a better understanding of gotcha. the rest of the universe yeah. by understanding what's up with our own. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we'll put links to both of those shows uh, in the uh, description. Okay. First episode is Secrets of the Sun. Yeah, there was. Is that the one that I we you listened to in bed recently? Yep. The sun is super fucking confusing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I I have to say before we end this episode that I love that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I'm right. I'm usually semi conscious when I'm listening to them. Um, that way, way, way back when they thought that the sun was a big, big round pile of wood that was burning. No. Okay, what did they what did, what, what did they say? So they they were saying that they didn't know how the sun continued to burn. Yes. And so he was trying in that episode he's trying to equate it to, "Hey, I have a fire burning here. Yes. How much wood would it take yes. to build to the build sun. a exactly." <laughs> um and he was like basically saying if if you had um you know, it's like uh, 2000 trees per person um in, in the entire world that would only bu- have enough wood to build as much build the sun and have it last for 2000 years. Okay. So the nuclear power it takes to to sustain the sun okay. is so much greater than what we can okay. comprehend. Okay. Yeah. And I can't even comprehend that. Like I just don't. Well, and 
That takes even further when we start talking. So the sun is a star, if people don't know that. Yes, I know, which is fucked up. Um, <laughs> uh, that gets even more complicated when, we're st- when we start talking about different types of stars. So Yeah, we're not going there. It's a different podcast. I mean... Not for this... Crazy. Yes. I could go on all day about space. So the, the impetus for this episode really was all about taking risks. Like when, when I came up with this idea, um, taking risks and... and shooting the moon obviously um and and i personally have had my own set of failures and mistakes and misfires and such and i'm sure steve has as well no i'm perfect perfect sorry i miss miss uh misspoke it's all right um but we've been working really hard on on a project that um we'd love you to go check out yeah um we alluded to this i think in january and it's um I'm a slow mover when it comes to things. Um, <laughs> Except with me. You were all in on like that's true. day one. Dating you, yep. I didn't waste any time. I had to get that off the market <laughs> Get that off the market. <laughs> um, I have an offer to make. <laughs> we wanted to introduce you guys to a company called Bruck & Co. So Bruck & Company. Um, it's B-R-U-C-K. First question I've gotten asked um, when we've told people about it is, where the hell did you come up with Bruck & Co.? When we went on our honeymoon, we went to um, a town in Austria called Innsbruck, um, and we love that town so much. We would love to retire there. Um, if you have never been there, please look it up. Google it. Um, you won't be disappointed. It's beautiful. Um, and so through our honey- throughout our honeymoon, we went to a lot of different areas. We went, you know, we hiked. We went to Venice. We went to all these different, um, like, um, excursions essentially, and we had to have different clothes for different types of events. And so, we wanted to start creating um, uh, apparel that is functional and comfortable and affordable and um, looks good. Yeah, it's sometimes trendy, um, sometimes they're issue based, sometimes it's uh, statements, um, sometimes it's just design, cool designs. We have a, a want something that features the moon. Ironically. Ironically. Um, I wonder who made that one. Yeah, hmm. It was not on my design sheet. <laughs> um, and so, yes, we, it is a, it's going to start as a t-shirt company. We'll be launching on April 24th, 4th, 5th, 5th. Okay. Um, so follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, Bruck and Co. is the handle, I believe, in all of those places. Uh, we'll put the links in the in the notes as well for that. Lots yep. of links in the show. Notes. Lots of links in this one. Um, but yeah, the, we are starting to preview some of the the shirts that we've been putting that we've created, and uh, we will make sure that everyone knows when we uh, actually launch and find the store and all of yeah. that good stuff. So I'll we'll put another link in the show notes. This will be the last one, I promise, um, for you to sign up to get an early bird discount. Um, as well, so be yep. sure you do that. Yep, twenty percent, twenty percent off. He was not ready for that, um, and it's only it's going to be uh, just for that first week of um, the launch. So uh, excited to show you guys everything we've been working on. Uh, our hope is that we would continue to put out new designs and new shirts on a regular basis, um, quite regular actually, um, and uh, keep people engaged and. Uh, you know, loving it. So, um, yeah, go follow us on social and we will keep you guys up to date. In the meantime, have a wonderful two weeks and we'll be back post launch. All right. Bye guys. 
This podcast was mixed and produced by Sprout Media, a digital media firm in Des Moines, Iowa, who believes in doing things differently. They believe in putting consumers and clients first, being a partner in marketing, and inspiring your tomorrow. They build websites, create digital media strategies, shoot and produce videos, and edit and produce podcasts just like this one. Check out Sprout Media at gosproutmedia.com where you can subscribe to their podcast, The Buzz Addiction, or even request a free consultation. That's GhostSproutMedia.com.